Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Kingsway Podcast from Pastor Sean. You are about to hear a message from a recent Sunday service. We consider it a privilege to be on a spiritual journey with you. So take a few moments with us and allow God to inspire you today. I got it on the screen. God wants to bless you. It's so hard to preach this message too, I tell you, because I want to do it with so much energy and excitement. I want to do it with just, you know, just I just, I just got so much to talk about and so much to be excited about. But at the same token, I, I, don't, I don't want it to be misunderstood, right? I, I, don't want, I don't want you to feel like, well, what he's saying is I can just walk around this world, do whatever I want, be whoever I want to be, say whatever I want to say, look at whatever I want to look at, enjoy whatever I want to enjoy, ignore who God is, and I'll just be blessed because he loves me. That's what people think, right? And so what I'm trying to tell you, though, what I'm trying to tell you is that when we get to the root of the matter, God desperately wants to bless you. He loves you so, so much. And this message is to dovetail the message I did last week. There is a requirement to all blessings. For instance, we just talked about in order to receive his forgiveness, we need to receive it. He's given the forgiveness freely, but we need to take it. That's the first requirement, or maybe the last requirement, depending on the way you see it. But in order to receive any blessing, we need to be open to receive it. Our cup needs to be right side up so he can fill it. And the question I got last week, well, how do you do that? How do I receive? How do I freely allow my cup to be filled up? How can I receive any blessing from God? And when I'm receiving blessing, how can I keep it? God wants to bless you this morning. And if you want to be blessed, I ask you to tune in. I ask you to focus up for a second. I'm trying to make this simple. It's not a simple message. There's so much to preach. I got to jam it all in a couple minutes, so I'm going to try to do it right now. Look at this verse, 3 John 2. I love 3 John. I'll tell you why I love 3 John. 3 John, you don't need a verse. It's like 3 John 2. What does that mean? Does that mean I have to read the whole chapter 2? No, there is no chapters in 3 John. It's just, there's just a one, one chapter. So you just open up and look at verse 2. And you don't need to open your Bibles. 3 John's hard to find because it's real small and you're flipping through the Bible and you're trying to, you're like, St. John, which one is it? You got to flip through the Bible and you get towards the back and then you skip right to Revelations and you're like, I can't find 3 John. It's in there. And look what it says. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. And don't you love a God who just keeps saying and? And your soul prospers. I had to start with this verse. I had to start with this verse because I want to make sure I contrast all the Debbie Downers who think that we need to live in self-sacrifice our whole life, who feel like we need to live a life as a, a pauper or as a peasant, who feel like God is going to constantly make us sacrifice to the point of suffering. That's not the God I read. It actually starts with beloved. He loves you so much. He wants you to prosper in all areas. It literally says he wants you to prosper in material blessings. He wants you to prosper in physical blessings, like your health, including, by the way, your mental health. He wants you to prosper in your spiritual health, in your spiritual blessings. It says in all things, in health and your soul. 
This is a God who leaves no room for you to interpret that he does not want to bless you. And as we said last week, if he's going to give you his son Jesus freely, then he is not capable of holding anything else back because Jesus is the most important thing. Amen? Amen. So as Chris and I were talking this week, he reminded me, you know, blessings is a form of happiness. It's the things that make you happy. It's the things that emote feelings from you. It's different than joy. Blessings come and blessings go. They do. These things here will come and they will go. Chris reminds me, he had this great image I wanted to share with you real quick. He talks about his baby. You see, his baby, little Joshua, uh, drinks milk. And it's a blessing and loves it. I mean, when he's drinking that milk, well, now he's doing more than just milk. He's eating all the kids huge. He eats everything. And he loves it. And when he's eating, he is a happy baby. He is blessed. It's obvious. Anybody's around Josh. When he's not eating, eh, not so happy. As a matter of fact, when he's hungry, he starts crying. You see, and that's the first point I want to mention to you today. Just because you don't have a blessing in your life this moment, it's not the moment to start crying like a little baby. Wait, 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 I don't have a blessing. I'm not blessed. He has a bottle and I don't have a bottle. Milk toast Christians, right? Milk bottle Christians. We can't be those. We have to understand that blessings come and go. And just like the mom and the dad, they know when to feed them and when not to feed them. They know when to feed them too much or not enough. They understand because we're his, he's our good, good father. He knows how to feed us. And there are blessings in that. And so we don't serve God because he blesses us. Our babies, our babies don't love us because we just bless them. They love us because we first loved them. And we serve God because he first loved us. Amen? So I want to get that straight. As you start comparing blessings here today, and you, it's, it's natural to start doing those types of things, recognize they come and they go. This message is about how do we receive those blessings? Let's find out. I call this message Terms and Conditions. T's and C's. If you're in a business world, any contract you've ever signed has a little thing called Terms and Conditions. Any website you've ever signed up for has Terms and Conditions. Most of you ignore them. You say, Psh, I agree. And they're like a laundry list. What if one of those Terms and Conditions said, I give my soul to the devil? Agree. I mean, like, we never read any of them. I don't blame you. Look, I'm not saying you need to read them as a Christian. I'm just saying there are terms and conditions to everything you sign up for, every legal document, every agreement. And the Lord tells us that every blessing, every promise comes with terms and conditions. So let me put it this way. Using that, 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 um, image about Joshua and the baby in a meal. See, when you grow up, you become, you know, maybe a teenager in your Christianity. You're more like my children. My children have terms and conditions on their meals too. When we go out to eat, it's pretty simple. You better not order anything more than $15. <laughs> Nothing. Now, the little ones, they can get kids meals and it's under $10. My big one, the teenagers, they don't want kids meals. So, uh, well, I don't want a kids meal. Fine. Then order under $15, right? You want to order more than $15? Fine. Cough up the extra five bucks. Sometimes they do that. Rule number one, order under $15. Rule number two, you can't order anything you want. It better be good for you. So, so we have to establish what healthy eating is. And rule number three, and maybe one of the most important ones for me, is we better establish if you can eat it all. Don't order the $15 nacho grande that's coming out like this that you're ordering for yourself, and you get down about two layers, and you're like, well, I'm done. You see my point. So there are terms and conditions. They're around every blessing we have. Our kids know it. So in order for my kids to be blessed, they need to follow the terms and the conditions. Do you see how that works? 
Okay, it's no different with God. What are the conditions for God's blessings? As I mentioned before, and I challenge you this. Now, look, look, I have not gone to Bible school nearly as long as some of these people on TV or these people that are famous. You know, I have six years of college, and most of it was in business. Um, I've been in the world in business most of my life. I've been in the Bible studying for my personal edification and for ministry, and I've gone to some Bible school, and I've gotten licensed, and I've become a pastor. There's much of this Bible I don't know. But what I have learned so far is, and, and Google can help you miraculously study the Bible, that there's a lot of blessings, a lot of covenants, and a lot of promises in this Bible. And in my studies so far to date, and I challenge you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I have not found a single blessing, covenant, or promise in the Bible, not a single one, not yet, not that I have read, not one that is unconditional. Every single one has a condition. Even the blood of Jesus. You got to take it. You got to take it. That's a condition. It actually then says, wait, hold on, hold on. It says, if you believe in your heart, and you confess with your conditions. It's easy to find conditions. They have ifs. It's pretty easy. Let's show you one. James 1.12. You don't need to open your Bible to James, but if you want a story to read this week, you want a chapter to read, I want you to use James chapter 1. I want you to read that this week. That's your homework. If you want to dive into the Word and understand more of the Word, read James chapter 1. It's in the New Testament. James, I want to read you verse 12. God blesses those who... Patiently endure testing and temptation. This is a condition. He blesses you if you endure temptation and testing. Afterwards, you will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. You want the crown of life, you need to endure testing and temptation. Another way to say this, you'll be tested. You'll be tempted. Even those who are blessed, even the blessed, even the holy, even the righteous will be blessed and tempted. Oh my goodness, even Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, walked the earth and was tempted and tested. So you are no different. If you endure, you'll be blessed. There are lots of blesseds in the Bible. There's over 50. I gave you eight last week. Blessed are the. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are those who are persecuted. There are a lot of blesseds are there. And every one of them, if, right? So if you want mercy, you need to be merciful. If you want to see God, you need to be pure in heart. If you want to inherit the kingdom of heaven, you need to be poor in spirit. It's pretty simple. Are you following me so far? All conditions. All conditions. How many conditions are there, Sean? Well, again, Google helped out a lot. You go to Google, you go to the original text, type in the word if, look in the New Testament, check out promises. Guess how many I found? About 1,500. 1,500. I can't go through all of them with you. There are 1,500 ifs in the Bible. An awful lot of them in the New Testament. These are terms and conditions. Let me give you some examples. Because look, look, as charismatic Christians, we sometimes just take all of it for granted, and it's driving me crazy. And so we need to balance the scale here with blessing. I want you to be blessed. God has, is, is desires to bless you. You need to have your cup ready to be blessed. How do you have your cup ready? How do you make sure it's right side up? 
Well, you need to know what the terms and conditions are. For instance, you want to receive from God? Guess what Jesus says? You need to ask. If you ask, you shall receive. So when people come up and they talk about this, I say, have you asked God yet? Well, no. Well, maybe that's the first step. You want to find something? Bible says, if you seek, you will find. I've already told you about John 3, 16. God so loved the world, that gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. If you believe, says later, if you confess. One of my favorite verses about finances. I love finances. I love talking about finances. It's hard with Christians because Christians who are blessed with finances somehow are evil. I don't know. I don't know how, how that works out that way. When it's so clear in Bible, it's so clear in the Bible of stewardship and how to be blessed financially. It's so clear. And yet when it happens, other people are like, ah, I don't understand that. You see, so when I look at the financial verse, there's one verse that sticks out to me more than any other one. And it says, if you are faithful with the little things. If you're faithful with the little lunches, the little cups of coffee, if you're faithful with the, the snacks, if you're faithful with the you know, subscription services you're buying, if you're faithful with the pennies and the dollars, you're faithful with the budget that you have, he will make you ruler over much. You want more? Be faithful in the little things. If, conditions. You want to be blessed? Look up what the condition is. I like to think of it this way. Little kids, they often say, you want a piece of me? And my kids say it. My kids say this. I mean, they say it to Griffin now. You want a piece of me? And I says, want, want a piece of me? Come and get it. I don't know. That's what kids say these days, right? Well, peace of me, come and get it. I know that's sort of crude, but it's no different. God makes it very simple. He says, you want this? Come and get it. I've made it very simple. Come and take, but there is a condition. You may say, well, I don't know what all the conditions are. You just said there's 1,500 of them. How would I know? Well, they're all here. You don't have an excuse. And now more than ever, you have no excuse because most of you, and I've talked to you, don't carry a page Bible anymore. And if you do, you still have a digital Bible in your hand. Most of you use the Bible app or one of the Bible. Most of you have one, right? People point out, they're trying to say who's who. My point is you all have access to the Bible, and you now have all access to a search engines and Google. How many of you, when you're looking to be blessed, actually go and search the Bible and say, what do I need to do for that blessing? Have you? You typed in? Blessing for healing. Blessing for finances. Blessing. Type it into Google. See what if associates with it. Why don't you use Google for something good for a chance? How many times we type something that we shouldn't be typing into Google? Leading us to somewhere we shouldn't be going. Finding out something we shouldn't be finding out about. And sometimes inadvertently, my point is, why don't you go to Google with a purpose and say, I'm going to find out what condition for this blessing. Find out what God says. He says a lot, and we're going to get to a few in a second here. I want you to take his blessings seriously because he wants to bless you. So the scripture I want to share you today is one that you often hear a lot when you look at blessings. It's in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 28. That's the first half of the Bible. It's like, you know, a tenth of the way in. And I'm going to read it here um, in my story Bible. I'm, I'm going to read down to the blessings it talks about. I'm just going to read them real quick. It says, your towns and your fields will be blessed. That's verse 3. Verse 4, your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. 
Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Did you hear that? Now, some of you don't have flock or fields or bread baskets or offspring for your herds. So I want to translate this into today's day and era. This is the Bible according to Simon, so that's me, by the way, not Peter Simon. My last name's Simon. I think of it this way. It says, your towns and fields will be blessed. What is this? Your communities, the communities you're in, your home will be blessed. Your friends are in your community. They will be blessed. Your businesses in your community, the ones you go to, the ones you work for, the ones who give you products and goods, they will be blessed. That's what it's saying in the first blessing. Your children and your crops. This is talking about your family. Your children will be blessed. Your entire family, your grandchildren. Your food will be blessed. These are things that are important to them. These are things that are important to us. It says, your offspring of your herds and your flocks. What's that talking about? It's talking about your jobs and your bank accounts because that's how they made money back then. Your jobs will be blessed. Your bosses and your arrangement, your career will be blessed. Your bank account and your finances will be blessed. And then it says, your fruit baskets and breadboards. What's this about? Well, back then, the flocks were good enough. The, the crops were good enough. If I had fruit and bread, that was like extra blessing. That's the double portion. You will be doubly blessed, it says. You'll be blessed in all the things you want to be, and then you'll have more. You'll have extra blessing, over blessing, it says. And then if that's not enough, it says, if you're not getting it here, I've blessed you, I've blessed you, now I'm over blessing you. If you just can't figure it out, wherever you go and whatever you do, that'll be blessed too. That means in the good and the bad. The good days, the bad days, the good places, the bad places. All be blessed. Let's just surround it. Oh, and by the way, it says, if you end up going and making a bad decision or you're in a bad place or you're in a bad spot in your life and you feel attacked, I'm going to bless you there too. And to be very clear, I'm going to say in verse 7, I'll conquer your enemies when they attack you. You want victory? You want protection? He's offered all of these things to you. It's point by point by point by point. How do I get all of this stuff? This is what's so funny. It's like, you want this? Come and get it. Watch how simple and clear he makes it. It's so simple. It's so clear. I'm just going to read. I'm going to read 28 verse 1. I'm just going to read through for a couple minutes here. If you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully keep his commandments... The Lord will set you high above the nations. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord. That's two ifs. If you obey, if you obey. You keep reading down. The Lord will conquer your enemies. Verse 8. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord will bless you in the land he is giving you. Nine. If you obey. Verse 11. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to you. Verse 12. The Lord will send rain keeps going. Verse 13, if you obey, if you listen to the commandments I'm giving you today and you carefully obey, the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. The Lord will put you on top and never the bottom. 14, you must not turn away from any of the commands I've given you today, nor follow any of the gods and worship them. Obey. Now, when I hear about the commandments and people are like, I don't, I don't remember the commandments. I don't know how to follow the commandments. It's, you know, it's a bunch of this and nows. Commandments are easy for me. The, man, the commandments are pretty easy. Don't lie, cheat, steal, hurt anyone. Don't do those things. 
Don't lie, cheat, steal, hurt anyone. Don't do those things. Just don't do it. And then when it comes to yourself, protect your eyes, protect your mouth, protect your heart, protect your soul. That's it. It's not that hard. Obey the Lord. Of course, it also says obey mom and dad, come to church. Definitely do that. But those are some of the commandments. The point is not what the commandments are. The point is to listen, hear his voice, and follow his command. In the original text in verse 21, it says, if you hearken his voice. This is the very important thing. It's very important. In order to obey anyone, you need to hear the voice. You need to listen. I cannot tell you how many times I tell my children. A thousand, I swear. Hey, Austin, can you get something for me? Yeah, Dad. Okay, I need you to get my whatever, my phone. Okay, boom, he's gone. Well, I, I didn't tell you where it is. I didn't tell you how to get it. You know, he's, Dad, I can't find it. I don't know where, I don't know. Well, you didn't listen to anything I said. You just left. Right? I need the hammer. It's in the drawer above the, above the countertop. Ten minutes later, Dad, I, I cannot find the hammer. Are you in the drawer? No. Are you by the countertop? No. Did you hear anything I said? No. You got to hear his voice in order to obey. This is how you receive, by hearing his voice and then obeying. I, I put it like this. Listen, then obey. That's what 28 of Deuteronomy says. It's also in Exodus 19. It literally says, listen and obey. And then in James chapter 1 in the New Testament, in case you're wondering if things change, go read it. James chapter 1, it says one of the most beautiful verses in there. It basically says, shut up and listen. It doesn't even say listen. Because by the New Testament, like, we got too much to say. We know everything. So it says, shut up. It says, be slow to speak. Just stop talking and please listen and then obey. All through James chapter 1, over and over and over again. It, you know, in business, there's, there we call EQ or your, your executive quotient or your, emotion, your emotional quotient. We have this concept of sense and respond. When in a meeting, don't just go blabber, blabber, blabber. Sense what's going on. Respond to what people are saying to you. You know, another way of saying is in sports, we read and react. I read what the defense is doing and then I react. If I just go and do without reacting, the play's not going to work. I have to see what he's doing and then I react. It's read and react. This is listen and obey. But all of them aren't and. It's then. It's sense, then respond. It's read, then react. It's listen, then obey. It's all about then. You have to do one first. Too many of us want to just obey, and we don't even know what we're obeying. We don't even know. We, oh, I think I'm following the will of God. I'm not sure I heard his voice. I have no idea what his Bible says about it, but I'm just going to go do this thing. I'm going to go buy this house. I'm going to go take this job. I'm going to go date this person. I'm going to go invest in this thing. I'm going to go out at this event. I'm going to go try this thing. We just, we just do and what I want to encourage you today, church, I want to encourage you. I'm about to close here, but I want to encourage you. I want you to think. There are so many ways to hear God's voice. There are so many ways. Uh, I, another story. I got so many stories I got to share them with you because they're just so good. A lot of people tell me, well, I want to be quiet because if I'm quiet and I can get rid of all the distractions in the world, I can hear God's voice. Go in my closet. It's quiet. Pray at night. It's quiet. Well, they've actually tried this. They as in like NASA. They've created the world's quietest room. It's 99.99% quiet. This room was created by NASA to teach astronauts what it sounds like in space. And you know what they've learned? 
You take an astronaut who's not been trained, you put him in the quiet room, and they start going crazy. You can start hearing everything. You can hear your heartbeat. You can hear your, almost your hair grow, they say. The longest anyone's even lasted in a quiet room is about 40 minutes, and then they leave freaking out. So quiet is good. I agree. But you can only handle so much quiet because our lights are just so busy and distracted. And so God has said, don't worry. I can help move the distractions. How about you pick up your Bible and just read a little? You want to hear his voice? Read a little. You don't know where to read? Google first. How about you type into Google, okay, I need to find out about this. I need to find out about that. You know, a lot of times I don't remember every verse. I use Google too. Yes, your pastor uses Google. And here is one more thing I want to tell you. And this is, this is something that I think we need to understand. I told you there's 1,500 um, ifs in the state in, in there. There's promises, covenants. You know, so many things. Some of them are compounded with ifs. And, and every time I read the Bible, I learn something new. Every time I learn something new. Will I know all the Bible? Will you know all the Bible? No. But here's where the Holy Spirit comes in. If you spend time reading, if you spend time with God, if you allow him to love on you, you have one of your Duncan devotions, you allow him to love on you. You spend time with him. You earnestly seek him. You may not know all the ifs in the Bible. As you go conducting your life and decisions come around you, the Holy Spirit will start speaking to you. Don't do that. Don't be over there. Don't do this. And he knows all 1,500 ifs. He's got them down pat. So he'll help guide you. He'll help direct you. Is it going to be easy? No. It's not going to be easy. But I'm not talking about salvation here, church. That part is easy. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about blessing. You want blessing? It ain't easy. Those who are blessed, they've gone through it. They've prayed. They've sought it. They've seen the church conditions. they followed it. It ain't easy, church, a lot of times. We have to seek him. If you want to have your cup right side up and receive from him, you need to know the terms and conditions and obey and first listen. Amen? Amen. I want to share this last story with you. You see what that is? That is a big, stinking boulder. And there's some manly men in here thinking, boulder, mm. climb it, break it, move it. Maybe. There's a very famous story. It's not a biblical story, but it goes something like this. The king, very wealthy king, put a boulder on one of his roads. And people would come by this boulder all the time as a trade route. So wealthy people, business people, trades people, and they would come across this boulder. And they would say, it's in my way. And they would walk around it. It cost them a little more time to walk around the boulder. And often, they would go and complain to the king. Fix the boulder on your roads. Drive me crazy. Move the boulder. But the king had a plan here. If it was more biblical, if Jesus was telling this story, this came way after Jesus' time, he would probably say it something like this. He would say, and the king would go to his Sunday service up in the mountaintops, and he'd preach a message, and in that message, he would tell people to move the boulder. But no one came to the service to hear his voice. You see, so no one moved the boulder. Until one day, the vegetable peasant came. The vegetable peasant had his cart of vegetables, 
And he was going to town. He came across the boulder. And he said, this is in my way. And so he and his donkey started moving this boulder. It took him all bit all day. He eventually moved the boulder. And when he went back to pick up his vegetables, he noticed something under the boulder. It was a purse filled with gold. And a note attached to the purse. The note was from the king. The king says, thank you so much for moving this boulder. The purse of gold is all of yours. Go and be blessed. Do you see, church, what I'm saying to you is sometimes it's hard. But it is worth it. Sometimes they're disguised in the midst of all of these verses, in the midst of all of these ifs. Just because it's hard to do, don't skip your blessing today. Don't skip your blessing because you are not being patient. Don't skip your blessing because you have a better way. Don't skip your blessing because you can just go do it yourself when we're self-sufficient. I'm asking you, church. I'm begging you, church, much like you did today with communion. The pastor said, come on up. You came on up. You took the bread. You took the wine. You received from him forgiveness. You received from him healing. There is so much more to receive from God today. The blessings are wide open. Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to receive it? God is good. And all the time. If you lack wisdom, ask and he will give it to you. It's over and over and over again in scripture. I want to read this one to you though. It's in Galatians 6, 9. You can stand with me. I want to read this one to you. I need the blessing now, Pastor Sean. I'm praying, I'm praying, I need it right now. How do I know it's coming? I've done everything the Bible said and I'm still not blessed. Let's look at what the word says. Galatians 6, verse 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time. Say right time. Say right time. At just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. It's something to work clapping over, church. I love the King James. Don't go weary in well-doing. It says then, don't lose heart. Church, the Lord, your God, wants to bless you. And he wants you to do good. He wants you to follow his commandments. He knows that sometimes you'll fall short. He forgives you. He gives you mercy. He lets you stand back up and go again. But church, I'm telling you, if you're going to pursue him and you want the blessings in this world and in the next, he tells you, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there shall be the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He wants to bless you, church. Don't go weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing what is good because at the right time, in the right season, he's just waiting to pour the blessing into your cup. Will you receive it today? Will you raise your hands with me today? We at Kingsway hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Sean. It was not by chance you listened to it. God is speaking to you. Visit kingswaycc.org to find the podcast from Pastor Sean. We pray today that this somehow inspired you to draw closer to God 
and to connect with His people, His purpose, and His power. God bless you.